I am on vacation for six days, five nights, okay? The vacation could go one of two ways. And it's all going to depend on this game. I am... If I don't get to watch it, I am going to lose my skull. And I'm, I'm going to have to try to figure out a way to fly back to America or wherever and try to find somewhere to watch this game. I'll go to Juarez... I, I think if I'm being optimistic, though, I think that Paul Perkins had a really good game against Washington's uh, better than Green Bay's defense, right? So he had 100 yards rushing. It's the first uh, first 100-yard rushing day of his career. Which is uh, Janoris Jenkins intercepted Rodgers twice. I think the offensive line of the Packers, uh, although very good on the uh, exterior, the interior is uh, is very tough. And I don't think Green Bay is going to be able to run the ball um, with Ty Montgomery as good as he's been. I just think uh, Damon Harrison and Jonathan Hankins on the interior just abusing those two guards in the center. I think it's going to make it tough. It's going to make them one-dimensional. So if I'm being optimistic here, I think the defense keeps them in, and I think the Giants can probably pull out a, a close, you know, two or three point victory. Um, and sort of neutralize Aaron Rodgers. The weather, I don't think, really makes a difference for Rodgers. I, you know, I like I said, I just can't call this game biasly. I just can't. I. I You're gonna you're gonna laugh at me. I'm gonna go Giants twenty. I'm gonna say Green Bay seventeen. No, they held him to twenty four um, in the middle of the season. I'm not. You're just saying the praises of the Giants defense. Now all of a sudden their defense isn't as good as as you said they were. The Giants defense is fantastic. I think you're crazy. I, I really do. I think that you're. I think that you're. You're under. You're overestimating. You're overestimating the Green Bay Packers offense with Geronimo Allen. And I think Rodgers is better, but than Brady right now. Um, all time, I don't think so. But I think as of right now, is playing the position of quarterback. I think there's nobody on the planet better than Aaron Rodgers. But what I'm gonna say. All I'm going to say is the Giants are going to make them one-dimensional. They're going to make them throw a lot in 16-degree weather. And I realize I'm contradicting myself by this, uh, by saying that he doesn't look different in the weather. But I'm telling you, 16 degrees is 16 degrees. It's still cold out. Rodgers is the same player. But that isn't against Rodgers. That's against his receivers. Devontae Adams can't catch the ball in perfect weather sometimes. You know, how is he going to do in 16-degree weather? You have Geronimo Allen starting at, in place of Randall Cobb. You have Ty Montgomery. And, and I think Cobb is toast. I, that guy hasn't been good in two seasons. So, no, this is great. So, so you know what? Yeah, I'm sticking with my 20-17. to 17 because I think they're going to make them more dimensional. I don't know if I don't know if the skill position guys are going to come to play. I really just don't. I don't know. Get that defense. I'm afraid of Rodgers. I think Rodgers running is the scariest part of his game. And I'm worried about Jordy Nelson. But 
Okay, so you have you have essentially them scoring 52 total points. I have them scoring 37. So how about we make it in the middle, 44 and a half? Okay, fine. I'll take the under. 44 and a half is the under. Uh, I'll take the under. 44 and a half. Writing us down. Tony. With an arrow pointing up. Bill. Down. All right. like this conversation has cost me 9.99 a minute like i just call some like gay chat sex line like you're dude you gotta lose the creepy voice man it's it's kind of freaking me out it's also getting me hard in a weird way i'm just trying to keep people off balance that's all because there's so much enthusiasm all the rest of them and this is this is a somber episode for me to be honest with you and um yeah old billy boy took it on the chin last weekend Took it on the chin by more than just a fist. That's all I really say. It was uh, it was one of the tougher losses of my career as a Giants fan. I'll be honest. Career. With you. Um, <laughs> Here we I go. Think, career. I think that they went out there. I think they played their hearts out, and um, you know, I think they handled themselves after the game with a lot of class, a lot of dignity. Like only a Tom Coughlin. Oh, that's effing right. There is no Tom Coughlin. There's Ben McAdoo, and this team was exceptionally dysfunctional. Like this team isn't this team isn't even putting a fun in dysfunctional. Coach Macam Magoo. Oh my God! I think you hit it on the head when you said that he looks like a guy that won a radio contest to be the coach of the New York effing Giants. I don't understand what he did in this interview to blow the Giants away. I would love to know what Jerry Reese and John Mara were looking at. Maybe maybe Jerry Reese caught a picture of John Mara's daughters and was like, ooh. And then was like, what? Mac yeah, you're hired. Just just beat it. I gotta I gotta I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go watch Girl the Dragon Tattoo and uh <laughs> and the first season of um House of Cards. So dude, I really can't even I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this guy. I don't know what to make of this team. I mean let's be honest. I'm backtracking here. I actually might fall over something I'm backtracking so hard. But in hindsight, this team was kind of a fraud. I mean, I did touch on it a lot, and then I got a little cocky towards the end of the season. I drank the Kool Aid. I'll be 100 percent honest. And uh, basically, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna let I'm just gonna sit with my my very thin umbrella and let the rain of insults and uh, just everything else that you have um, that you have in store for me. I'm just gonna let them. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it hit me. Okay, so uh, you're gonna Tony, take your beating like a man. I am. I'm gonna take it with dignity. Yep. I'm gonna take it. I'm taking you out to the woodshed, boy. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going I'll, full Adrian Peterson on you. Go out, go out, go outside and get me a switch. Too soon, bro. Too soon. I don't, I don't think that that soon. was really that called for. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, go ahead. I am. Uh, I'm just gonna sit back. All right. Well, uh, for those of you listening who are new to the program, uh, Bill Kegel over there is a uh, big Giants fan. Uh, so let me just use some of his words against him from last week's episode. This is uh, like giant jitsu right here. You're using my own, uh, you're using my own momentum against me. Yeah. I'm just going to kill you with your own words. Just a, a, a million tiny little daggers just cutting you to pieces. But, uh, uh, to quote the great Bill Kegel, I think the D line will make them one dimensional. Well, they did that. All right. Yeah. They, uh, you made the green Bay Packers one dimensional. To the uh, to the tune of I don't know um, where is it I oh, God I'm losing it here uh, Rogers twenty five of forty for three hundred and sixty two yards for four touchdowns uh, that New York pass defense man I, I don't know if they're on strike they're trying to new negotiate a new contract what's going on but woof uh, what else we got here from old Billy Boy uh, the Giants defense is fantastic. I think you're crazy. You're overestimating the Green Bay Packers. No, I think I perfectly estimated them, my friend. Oh, here we go. My favorite. Devontae Adams can't catch the ball in perfect weather. How is he going to do it in 16-degree weather? Well, I don't know, Bill. Maybe he had eight catches for 125 yards and a score. So uh, he seems to be catching the ball fine in cold weather, unlike your boy Odell Beckham Jr., Keep going. Uh, oh, you want me to keep going? You, you haven't had enough yet. You want? You're a sadist, sir. You just you you just want to be beaten down into submission. But yeah, I, God, your boy Perkins. You know, you were gloating about how he had over 100 yards rushing in the season finale against Washington. Ten rushes, 30 yards, and you said if I could be optimistic, he had over 100 yards versus Washington. Yeah, yeah, he did. Washington had a better defense. What happened there? Uh, I think that's all I got for you right now, Billy Boy. I, I just I'd love to hear what you think. I think that I should not be punished for taking a risk and feeling optimistic about a team that went eleven and five with a top ranked defense. But I stand by the Green Bay Packers being made one dimensional by that great Giants defense. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, one dimension, all right. Too bad that's uh, that's one great dimension they live in. Hey, your dog is—he uh, wants to chime in here. That bark was way more was way more intelligent than anything I relayed last week about that game. So, uh, you know, you, you <laughs> just I, Tony, I, leave that in. Leave that I, in. Leave <laughs> leave all this in. <laughs> oh, trust I am. We don't edit anything here on under the hoodies. No, uh, clearly. I think your dog had some other opinions about me and my uh, my prediction on the Giants game. But all in all, you know, if, if, are you ready to put a bow on this? Am I done? Am I done with my, my beating? Uh, no, I, I, I do want to bring up the fact that um, you were in Mexico during this. You had a hard time having access to watch it. So I was giving you updates, you know, through text and on the phone. And uh, that, that Hail Mary that Rogers had at the end of the first half. When he somehow threw it past three or four Giants 
cornerbacks in the end zone. And I said to you, that is a backbreaker. That just broke the Giants' will. This game is over. You can't. I mean, they had five sacks on Rodgers. They dominated the first half. But to only come away with six points? And then you have Odell Beckham Jr. And their first drive, he drops a surefire first down near the red zone. And they have to settle for a field goal. New York should have been up 17 to nothing on Green Bay. The fact they just let Rodgers hang around. You, you know eventually he's going to get it right. And he did. And he torched them. I, uh, it's... Your, your Giants were pretenders, bud. I'm sorry. They just weren't as good as they are made out to be. Takes a big man to admit when he's wrong. And you know what? I, I respect that, Tony. I respect that. Oh, thank you, bud. I appreciate that. Yeah, but uh, uh, I don't think I have much more on him. Oh, I have, let's look at your boy Beckham quick, though. 11 targets, 4 catches for 28 yards. Somebody had a little bit too much fun on the party boat. Trey Songs is a terrible R&B singer. Oh, Jesus. I don't even know what to say to that. I agree with you, though. Very true. But, uh, yeah, and um, also, all three of his multi-drop games have come with a temperature below 41 degrees. So you were so worried about Devontae Adams catching that ball. You need to uh, you need to look at your own team there, bud. Say I was the last hit Trey Song's had. <laughs> all right, I think that's all we got for this game. Unless you have anything else. Justin Bieber was also on that boat, but he wasn't in the picture. <laughs> was he really? I didn't even know that. Allegedly. Oh, oh, allegedly. Okay. I have a quick tangent about the Giants, though. That game aside, yes. which I'll admit that I was wrong, if you don't shut that dog up, I am firing his ass. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, But, no, I love your dog. Uh, But, all right, so here's my quick tangent about the Giants, right? This is not a buttoned-up team, right? Ever since Ben McAdoo took over, this team has been an absolute... I, uh, I'm trying not to curse right now. The fact that Josh Brown was allowed to be allowed to be an active player on this team's roster is just sickening to me. This is stuff that never happened under Coughlin. All these leaks, the Giants trashing a first-class airline like to the point where the flight was delayed because they were taking seat cushions out and trying to get the alcohol up off the floor is just sickening. It's just sickening to me. So... I don't know. I don't know what to say about these players. I, I, I'm just done with this coaching staff. I, with the exception of Spagnuolo, they can all pretty much go to hell for all I care. So, um, yeah, but it's it just, I don't know. I just really want to be done with this team. I just want to be done with, uh, with Ben McAdoo. I miss Tom Coughlin. I, I uh, After that game, uh, my wife and I, you know, during the game, my wife had this really nice dinner in Mexico planned for me. And uh, for my birthday, which was on Saturday, Giants did a terrible job getting me a gift, by the way. Just terrible. Um, they got you a lump of coal for Christmas? I don't think that was coal. I think that was uh, freeze-dried dog crap. But, um, <laughs> so, so, and then the only time we're there, rain, torrential downpours, right when my, right at the exact time my wife had this birthday dinner planned, so we had to postpone it until Sunday. So I didn't see a lot of the Giants game. I was trying to be a good husband. We were in Mexico um, on someone else's dime. Big shout-out to the in-laws, because that was very nice of them. Um, but she had this really nice dinner plan for me and I missed the whole, I, I missed, I'm going to say I missed the whole game. I missed a lot of the game and I was thankfully through you getting updates, which I got all of them when I got out. And, um, so I, I think, I think, trust you uh, didn't miss much. It's better. You didn't see it. Well, it was right on the, it was, it was right on the ocean. 
I would have rather been on the. I would have rather been in the damn ocean than knowing the score of that game. Like it, it was just absolutely <laughs> atrocious. I thought I was going to be upset or disappointed that I missed it, but really I wasn't. I really wasn't. It was. It was a blessing in disguise. Not to mention the dinner was quite lovely. I ate a lot, um, which is in and of itself another problem. Oh, hey, what I'm going to do at the beginning of every show, and uh, I'm saying this to the audience as well. What I'm going to start doing at the beginning of every show is I'm going to weigh in before every show. And, uh, and just, I'm going to start the show with my weight and, uh, hopefully that motivates me to lose up because it was pretty demoralizing. Um, oh man. I feel like my- I need to squeeze out a kid real quick so we can start doing like the dad bod challenge on the show. We'll have a, we'll have a, a, a bot off, which is well, fun. Actually, I, it's yeah. A I got to correct that. I guess I wouldn't be squeezing the kid out. It would be the fiance, but you know, who wants to argue semantics? I mean, if we're splitting hairs here, you technically squeeze the kid out first. Um, you know, I, I'm not a scientist, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that we do live happens. on a farm. She can milk me like a cow. I mean, you know, whatever floats her boat. Somebody should do that to the Jones brothers' dad because that guy does nothing but hit towering home runs as far as athletic sons. Towering home runs. The worst one is Arthur, who they both say is the scariest dude they've ever met in their life. And John Jones fights in the MMA, and Chandler Jones is just a beast. But the oldest is apparently the scariest dude to them on the planet, which yeah, is kind of I mean, nuts. Talk, talk about the genetic lottery. That's like the Kentucky Derby, where they should just put them out to pasture and breed them, you know? It's ridiculous, those kids. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. I mean, good for him. But, but that aside, so I'm so, – so, all right. It was just, I, I just, you know, my wife is in a bikini all the time and she had a kid 18 months ago and she looked phenomenal. And I just kept looking at myself and I'm like, good God, what is this poor woman doing? Oh, yeah. Great. I, I, you know, I didn't want to bring it up cause that is your wife and you know, I don't want to step over any uh, boundaries here, but, uh, dad ass doe is looking quite fine. <laughs> I can't wait to play this for her. She's going to love this. Um, oh, I'm sure she will. Yeah. I'm sure, uh, you know, we, we, we won't say anything to the to the fiance, but anyway, yeah. But I, I'm just gonna... she won't listen anyway. She hates me now. <laughs> she shouldn't. Um, but uh, anyway, um, yeah. Mexico was a great time. Uh, you know, I suggest everybody go at least once. Um, and uh, yeah. I, I, but anyway, let's move on to the other games. The rest of the games are kind of crap. The whole weekend was kind of crap as far as football goes. As a true football fan, say say you're hypothetically a fan that uh, has a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 17 years, we'll just call them the Bills. If you're watching that, oh, if we're watching that weekend, we already buried the Bills. Can we just let them rest in peace? Okay. All right. How about this? We'll call them the Jills. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was going to say, we can call them Browns, but that's that's just too easy. Who's another team that underachieves? Oh, how about we call them the Chargers? Maybe the Los Angeles, the Las Vegas, the San Diego Chargers? I don't know where they're going to be. But, all right, let's say you're just a fan of one of those teams, right? So you're just like, oh, I'm going to watch a wild card weekend. Usually a good, fun weekend of uh, fun weekend of football. A terrible weekend of football. And we really don't yeah. even need to spend that much time reviewing it. But what I think we should do is just Absolute quit. dog crap weekend, unfortunately. Oh, my God. I'm hoping Unless this- you're a... St- a Steelers, Seahawks, or Texans fan, or a Packers fan. It was just for overall, just outside football fan. It was garbage. Like it was, it was boring as hell. I don't think the Texans are that excited. I think they know what they are. <laughs> like I don't think that, I think they know what they are. The one thing the Texans can take from this though is the fact that uh, Jadavian Clowney actually looked like he was worthy of the first overall pick in his draft. Oh God, he looked like a freak of nature. 
Did you see that? Did you see that weird picture of him standing next to like Randy Moss and Matt Hasselback? Yeah, where he's just towering over him. Granted, it's where there's human being. Granted, it's where they're standing, and he's in pads, and he's a current player. But it's kind of funny because other than like uh, Steve Levy, I think that he's like the rest of them were actual pro athletes at one point, and he's just massively towering over them. And he's one of those guys like Greg Oden who looks about fifty years older than he actually is. Like he has like some kind of reverse. Benjamin Button disease. I have no idea, yeah. but he just looks He's like, like 23 or 24, I think. Yeah, like he, and, and he looks like my dad. My dad's been dead for 12 years. Like, that's how old he looks. Wow. Um, Your dad was black? I didn't know that. Spoiler alert. My dad has a really big dreads, too, yeah. Nice. I, yeah, I, I get my color from my mom's side. But, ah. um, you know, funny story about that, by the way. When I was little, you know, how you write those things? What do you want to be when you grow up? And people would be like, I want to be a police officer. I want to be a doctor. You want to be black? Old Bill here wanted to be an African American male, <laughs> which uh, Old Bill wanted to do a '90s hip hop album. Yeah, I really did. I wanted the I wanted the turtleneck and the rope chain. Yeah, man. Hey man I, I've said it before on this podcast. You got to aim high, man. Dream big. You know what? If Michael Jackson could do it, why can't you? I mean, you just got to go the opposite direction. Is there a disease that turns you black? Uh, I don't know. Who knows? There's there's new advancements in science every day. It's a fair point. Um, boy, you get... I actually just learned today that uh, British scientists discovered that um, it is beneficial for companies to allow their employees to masturbate while at work because it not only increases focus but productivity, lowers stress and anxiety. So uh, I know my boss listens to this podcast. Just uh, be aware that stall in the left in the men's room. You know, don't come a knocking if it's rocking. <laughs> From 6.15 a.m. to 6.15 a.m., leave Tony alone in that stall. So, uh, how, how, No, how dare you? It takes me a good 30 to 40 minutes, where 90% of that time is me looking up my favorite porn video, and then maybe, like, actual 30 seconds of completion. Just like to remind everybody that you're listening to Under the Hoodies. That's Tony DeNicola. I'm Bill Kegel. Um, and, uh, we're going to segue into, uh, we don't really need to review the wildcard weekend. I mean, do you have anything you want to say other than, oh yeah, you have some tweets to read. Go ahead and read them. Oh yeah. The only thing that made the game, uh, Saturday night bearable, the one between the Lions and the Seahawks, um, the fiance and the mother-in-law decided they were going to watch it with me and they don't know much about, uh, football or sports really, but, uh, they decided, oh, you know, we'll have a good time. We'll watch it with you. Uh, we'll just drink a bunch of wine to get us through it. So they started drinking a bunch of wine. I just started tweeting out their reactions as the game went on. So this one is, um, I'll quote, quote her directly and I'll use her voice. I guess they could go by their scientific name, Seattle Pandion Heladius. That's what a Seahawk is. Hashtag mother-in-law watches the NFL. Another one from her. Are there really lions in Detroit? <coughs> Going to Google it. Nope, there aren't. Just the football ones. Maybe they have a zoo. And then this one from the fiance. They're called lions because men have penises and want to feel brave and dangerous. And then finally, we wrap up with. There used to be Bills and Buffalo. Miami does have dolphins. There used to be Patriots in New England. Where the fuck are the lions in Detroit? And that wasn't me cursing. That was the fiance. We did make a rule, everybody, that you can curse in this show if you're quoting somebody else. Yep. Other Solid than yourself. Rule. Golden rule. Yeah. So, um... Love that rule. But that's all I really got for Wildcard Weekend. I mean, uh... Well, real quick, though, um... 
I would like to talk a little quickly about Pittsburgh and how just utterly impressive the the three Bs looked. I mean, Ben, uh, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown just to come out and Brown scores two huge touchdowns quick, goes up 14-0 on the Dolphins. I mean, they just torched them early on. It wasn't even a game. It was just – it was a sad showing. It's just so uncompetitive. It was hard to watch. I mean, for Steelers fans, it's great. I'm sure – I'm sure Steel City is loving it right now, but for a casual viewer, I mean, uh, blah. Do you think that um, do you, do you think that Le'Veon Bell deserves an MVP uh, uh, considerations over let, let, let's say like I know he missed the first three games, but maybe not over Brady or over Matt Ryan or over Aaron Rodgers, but I mean it, maybe even Derek Carr to a small extent. But I definitely think of all the running backs, and this includes your boy Elliott. That I think he is, because Ben had Roethlisberger had kind of an off year, and, and Antonio Brown yeah. still put up really good numbers, but he got up to a slow start. Um, Le'Veon Bell, to me, man, I, I think I, I think there's a real case for him to be the MVP. I just think that team goes, he goes, and if they're going to win a Super Bowl, it's going to be because of Ben. It's going to be because of Antonio Brown, but I think the biggest part of that is going to be because of Le'Veon Bell, because if you watch him against that Miami defense, which I did say you'd have a huge day because Miami has one of the worst, I think they're 30th in the league in defense, if I'm remembering correctly from last week. And uh, Le'Veon Bell was, for whatever reason, it looked like everybody else was in slow motion and he was on fast forward in, in certain aspects. It's just certain plays in that game. I mean, that touchdown run, he literally ran to the line, sort of danced around a little bit, found a crease and just hit it so damn fast. And then he was in the end zone before half Miami even realized what was going on. Well, what's crazy with him too, I almost feel like in a way he can change the position of running back by the style that he runs with. Because like you said, he runs up to the line and then he can just stop on a dime. And he's like, he's like a Jaguar where he can just go zero to 60 in like three or four seconds. Like immediately he's gone. Like there's no second gear, third gear. It's just one gear fast as hell immediately it takes no time at all like the way he just stops and hesitates and then finds the hole and just bursts through it is just amazing and the thing that's it's so much fun to watch yeah the thing that's impressive about impressive uh, impressive about him is that uh LaShawn McCoy does this as well but he's an east-west runner like he doesn't he he sort of bounces around to the outside and he'll lose yards. I never see Le'Veon Bell yep. get tackled in the backfield. He's a north south runner with the agility and the ability to make people miss in small areas like like McCoy can. I mean, he's sort of doing things. He's like Adrian Peterson, but if Adrian Peterson could also play wide receiver, that's how good Le'Veon Bell is. And maybe Adrian Peterson a little bit more powerful. You know, a little bit more elusive in, in tight areas, especially for a big guy. I mean, he was always impressive with that. But Le'Veon Bell adds such another element to the game that Adrian Peterson just could never get to. And it's not, you know, obviously Adrian Peterson's going to the Hall of Fame. He's the best running back of our lifetime. But Le'Veon Bell, the fact he can catch the ball so well in the backfield, it's just an insane dimension for that already really talented offense. And, um... Boy, that Ladarius Green pickup, I think if they make it, if he comes back any point in this playoffs, I think that's going to be huge for them as well. And uh, I, I don't know. I just, I, this Steelers team, I, I said it last week. I thought I, I didn't really buy them. But after watching just sort of sh- the schlacking they put on the now Denver Broncos head, Denver Broncos head coach, Vance Joseph, uh, his defense, I mean, they let off the gas too. I mean, what was it? It was 20 to 7 at the end of the first quarter. Like, it was absurd. Yeah. I mean, they just... They, it was pretty bad. Yeah, they just bitch slapped them all around the field. It was great because I hate the Dolphins. Not really based on anything other than the fact that, like, I, 
it's just a team I've never liked. I never thought Dan, I never liked Dan Marino. I've never liked just that franchise. I mean, I, I, Stephen Ross even kind of gives me the willies. So I don't know. It, it's the and the fact they have an ownership group led by Gloria Stefan or something like that. I I, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> but it, it's just a they can't fill a stadium. I'm not a fan of a team that can't fill a stadium. Like, yeah, I mean, you have perfect weather. Granted, you're Miami, but you have a legitimate NFL franchise. Super Bowls are hosted at your stadium. Go to the effing game. Like, just just go. I mean, that's South Beach, man. Like, it's every sport. They just can't draw fans. The Marlins, the heat. It's just it's it's too beautiful outside for those people to like really fully care. I mean, up here in the Northeast, right? The weather's terrible. Like, and I trudge my way up to the Carrier Dome pretty much every weekend to watch the Q's play because it's it's all I got up here, man. It's like my only saving grace. Right, and that's the same with the people here in Buffalo. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a hater, but. I get it. Yeah. So, anyway, all right, let's go to this week's games. Oh, but quickly, though, I do want to throw on this point. Um, I, I I know you didn't see the game, so you probably didn't see uh, the pregame warm-up. Maybe there's a video online of it. But the Dolphins try to psych themselves up because it's like, oh, yeah, we're a team from Florida. We're not used to cold weather. So they come out, and they start practicing in, like, T-shirts and short sleeves. Ryan Shazier for Pittsburgh is like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's real cute. How about I come out here shirtless with nothing but sweatpants and, like, a cold-weather mask on and just run around catching passes when it's, like, you know, 12, 15 degrees out with a wind chill? Yeah. Like, that right there told me. I was like, dude, Pittsburgh is psyched for this game. They are going to destroy Miami. The second I saw that warm-ups, I was like, Miami's done. Yeah. Ryan Shazier, by the way, the fastest guy in that team. That's He's a, a maniac. That's an outside maniac. linebacker. I remember watching him in college at Ohio State, just thinking, well, that guy is playing at a different level than everyone else on the field. Um, very few players I've ever watched uh, just on a, just on, in college that, that look like that. And, and, and granted, you could obviously spot NFL talent, but you always see the guy that's always in an extra gear, and he was always one of them. I will tell you, by the way, we're going to go on a quick sidebar. You know who I didn't see coming? And, and granted, he was the third pick in the draft, but there's just nothing – about Joey Bosa that I liked. And then like he held out and he was dominant from literally his very first snap. Like, yeah. That, ridiculous. That guy that I will, I will admit as wrong as I was about the giants, which I was a little wrong on. I was even more wrong on Joey Bosa somehow. And I'm, I'm well, you saw, we watched the draft together. I wanted him badly for the, yes, you did. Yeah. Like I, I was mad when they drafted Elliot because I figured we had enough running back depth and you know, I'll admit I was wrong. Elliot has been an otherworldly talent. He's been great, but I just thought we needed D line help so bad. And Bosa, I mean, they talked about coming out of the combine. His, his motor never stops. And it's so true. That guy is just, he's just got a, 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 a sense for getting to the quarterback. He never quits. He's just, he's tenacious. I, I love the way he plays. Right. And he's going to be the defensive. Without a training camp too, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing that's impressive, but he's going to be the defensive rookie of the year. I, I don't really see anybody. I mean, Eli Apple oh, yeah. could have possibly challenged for it, but I don't, I, you know, it's really hard to judge a cornerback from the eye, eye test. And it's not like these beat writers and stuff that are, that vote on, that vote on the, uh, the, uh, these awards watch like game film and really know the intricacies of a cornerback, you know? Well, yeah. Cause if you're a great cornerback, I mean, you scare the quarterback to not even throw into your side of the ball. I mean, right. we saw it back in the nineties with Dion, like they just never threw his way. So he never got interceptions. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, and you, you don't even have to have a, a pass deflection to be a good corner. Like just. 
you know, just basically uh, manipulate the wide receiver to get out of his route or force him out of bounds, you know, just anything like that. It's really hard to just quantify how good a corner truly is. And I, I will give your boy Eli Apple credit. He, I mean, he was great this season, but I, Bosa, I just think he ran away with it. Oh, I agree. I agree a thousand percent. And uh, so, yep, takes again, a big man to admit when he's wrong, and I respect that. All right, anything else before we you. go to this game? These uh, games, what game me. we got? I'm ready. Let's All right, go. we're going to go right in order. We're going to go first game, Seattle at Atlanta. Uh, no weather to report. It's in, indoors. Could be the last game in uh, Georgia Dome's history. Um, Atlanta's four. You know, I, I'm a little upset by this game, too, because I think this I think this could be one of the better games of the weekend. 100% the fact agree. that it's the 4 o'clock game, I, I, I guess they're just expecting New England to pull in more fans in the 8 o'clock game, but that's going to be a garbage game against the Texans. I really think they should have switched it. And I, I guess they do it because they don't want both NFC games being in, you know, quote-unquote primetime slots. But this game should not be the early Saturday game. I think that's ridiculous. Right. And and I think how they do it is I think that they sort of draft. Like, I think it's like Fox is the first and the last game, and CBS has the two middle games. And I think they just pick. So Fox was like – so, so the NFL is like, okay, do you want Seattle-Atlanta in the first slot or do you want Green Bay-Dallas? And that's an obvious no-brainer. Fox is going to want their game of the week to be uh, Green Bay at yeah. Dallas. So, that, well, yeah, I mean Dallas is a ratings juggernaut. They've proven it time and time again this year. And you that's know what, why they got flexed into so many primetime games, right? And Green Bay, in and of themselves, are a ratings. You know, they're not quite a juggernaut, but they're a ratings machine. Oh, but but to yeah, combine the loyal two, fan base yeah. all over the country. So I think that's how it works. I think one of them gets a night game, one network gets a night game, one gets a day game, and then they sort of pick. Uh, Fox is a Super Bowl this year, so I think they got the first pick. Um, and that that I think that's how it works, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, yeah, if I'm wrong, just the the pacing of it just seems so out of whack. Like I just I I think Falcon Seahawks can be a great game. It just sucks it's on at four o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, it does. And if I'm wrong, and the nightcap is terrible. Like <laughs> yeah, if I'm wrong, be sure to hit us up on Twitter at Under the Hoodies to uh, let us know. So first game, Seattle at Atlanta, last game of the Georgia Dome, possibly. Uh, Atlanta's a four and a half point favorite Saturday at four thirty Eastern. Um, I'm going to give my score first. So I have Atlanta winning 31 to 24. They cover the spread, but not by much. I, I, I Seattle, you know, the, the first game is really close. I do. Atlanta was driving in, in an egregious non pass interference call on Julio Jones by Richard Sherman. I think sort of cost Atlanta that game because Atlanta was definitely moving the ball in that game. Atlanta has one of the 10 best offenses in modern NFL history, which I don't think a lot of people know. They average 33.8 points a game. Um, that's first in the NFL by uh, by quite a margin. Um, you know, that offense is just explosive. Uh, or Seattle, they actually allow the second least behind New England, I believe, points per game, 17.5. So... They uh, also, their Seattle's offense twenty two point four. They in Atlanta's defense allows twenty five point four. So, right, if you're looking at it right now, it's Atlanta's offense versus Seattle's defense, and which one do you like better? So you're going against you know the top ranked offense and one of the three or four best defenses. And if we're using the Giants game, and these numbers are eerily similar to one another. As far as um, as far as a defense going against an offense, saw what happened in the Giants game. But the thing I'll say is that the uh, Seattle Seahawks are not coached by Ben Slackadoo, 
and uh, <laughs> slackadoo. And, I like that. And but if I mean, I guess if we've seen anything, defenses. I don't know if this this narrative of defense wins championships. I think you need a balanced defense. I think you need a yeah. well prepared defense, not necessarily the most talented defense. And Seattle, you know. I, I think there should be a caveat on that yeah. uh, term. I think it's more elite defenses win you championships, but a good defense with a great quarterback can win you a championship. We've seen it time and again. I mean, Denver was the exception last year. That defense was elite and carried, you know, a pretty much, I don't want to say washed up because that's pretty disrespectful, but uh, past his prime, Peyton Manning. Right. And this is a defense that has also allowed 38 points to the Packers. They've allowed 34 points to the Cardinals, 23 points to the Niners. Um, They're a different team away from Seattle. Yeah. I mean, the only time they've looked right away from home was uh, that New England game on a Sunday night. But besides that, I mean, they're just – it's Jekyll and Hyde with this team. If they're on the road, I just don't trust them. And when push comes to shove, you're not going to shut down Atlanta's high-octane offense. It's just not going to happen. And Seattle doesn't have the the pieces to keep up with them, especially Lockett out now. They just don't have enough in the offensive side to match Atlanta score for score. And I don't think they can run the ball effectively enough to keep that offense off the field. No, I 100% agree with you. And and the one thing that Atlanta does pretty well is they do get pressure on the quarterback. They do get sacks. Vic Beasley has been an absolute monster. And Russell Wilson has had problems with protection this year. And – and a lot of his play breakdowns aren't as, uh, what's the word I want to use? Aren't as effective as they have been because a lot of them, a lot of them aren't designed play breakdowns, which sounds silly. But you always hear this narrative about Russell Wilson. Oh, when a play breaks down, it looks like it's improvised, but it's actually really practiced. Well, this year, with the line being as bad as it's been, it's not really been practiced. Like this is Russell Wilson running yeah. for his life on a on kind of a, uh, we won't even we won't say a, a flat tire. We'll say a retread tire. Like his knee has not been right all year. He's not been there's running. Just not, there's not enough PSI in that tire. He's no, check the tire pressure. Right, exactly. So I guess he's not wearing the knee brace for this game. But even still, I really like Atlanta's offense versus Seattle's defense. Seattle's defense is very good. They have a lot of good pieces, but it's not great. I think missing Earl Thomas is going to be an issue for them. Um, yeah. And uh, that's why I like Atlanta 31-24. What do you got for a score, Tony? Oh, man, I, I'm i going to go a little harder than that. I was going to say Atlanta 34, Seattle 20. I think Atlanta is just worlds better, and Seattle just can't keep up with them. I think Seattle will keep it close through halftime, but then come second half, much like the Green Bay game, they're just going to blow the doors. Right. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, all right, moving on to the next game. Uh, the biggest point spread in, uh, oh, God, I this, think. Since this has got to be one of the biggest in, in history for the divisional round. What I, is it, 16, 16 and a half? 15 right now. It went down half uh, a It went down a little, reason. but still, yeah, because they want to get some money on the other side. But, oh, my, yeah, that's, God, to be a two-touchdown-plus favorite in a divisional round of the playoffs, that is insane. Just no love for the Texans, and I, dude, I can't blame them really. How? What would the point spread have to be for you to bet the Texans? Oh God, I would say I uh, to even entice me, it'd have to be at least twenty-one, maybe twenty-four. This is like a college like line. Like you don't see this usually in the NFL. This is nuts, especially for the playoffs. Playoffs? 
Yeah, I agree with you. So here's what we're looking at. Houston averages 18 points a game. That's 28th in the NFL. Houston's defense, or excuse me, New England's defense allowed 15.6 points a game. That's first in the league. A lot of people think New England having these problems on defense. Once they got rid of J.B. Collins, the defense has been kind of insane. Now, now New England has had sort of a softball schedule. All right, just you know, I, I think, so, but. I think this defense is legitimate. Ever since Jamie Collins, man, this defense has really stepped up. They've been they've been super impressive. Now, here's some other problems that Houston has. Red's go, red zone scoring percentage. Um, fourth down conversions. Third down conversions. They're all 24th or worse. They're second to the last in the league in touchdowns per game. They're second to the last in the league in red zone scoring percentage. They're, they're just, they have so many issues on offense. 31st in the league in yards per play. 31st in the league in, in points per play. 29th in the league in yards per play or yards per game, excuse me, and and fourth to last in points per game. This is just not a good offense. And when you have Lamar Miller and Will Fuller as a rookie, who's you know is a talent, and he's going to be a legit player. And and obviously the immortal DeAndre Hopkins, that poor guy has garbage oh, thrown to so him his whole him. career, his whole career. But yeah, he had five different quarterbacks throwing to him last year. He had an amazing year. He has Croc Osweiler and the Macho, macho Man Tommy Croc. Savage. And now all of a sudden... Oh, yeah. Dig it. I knew that was coming. Um, and, and, and the poor guy, he just... He, for whatever reason, just not productive this year. He deserves a better quarterback. He's too good to have this guy throwing to him. And it's sad. I, I feel bad for him. Um... Yeah, well, it's amazing to me that uh, people are like, oh, Brock Osweiler came back. He had a great game. Yeah, by Brock standards, he was 14 to 25 for 168 yards and one touchdown. I'm telling you, it's like that kid that's a D student that gets a B minus, and all of a sudden it's a yeah, freaking party. Exactly. That's a great analogy. Like, dude, if, if Tom Brady, I mean, number one, he never has a game like that. But if he had a game like that, like we would, we'd say he's washed up. It's time for him to retire. Like Tom Brady on his worst day, or I'm sorry, Brock Osweiler on his best day can't match Tom Brady's worst day. Like it's not even close. The, the Patriots are going to torch the Texans. We'll also remember uh, sort of the middle of the year when the Packers were four and six, and everybody's saying Aaron Rodgers was having a down year. I remember looking at the stats. Aaron Rodgers yep. at that point was 20 touchdowns and four interceptions. That's Aaron Rodgers' quote-unquote down year. Brock Eisweiler had that year. At that point of the season, it would be, wow. Oh, the we Texans, call him a Hall of Famer. Oh, my God. The Texans would be celebrated for that contract. Absolutely celebrated. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers had it. I mean, this is just the distinction or the disparity between these two quarterbacks. Brock Eisweiler is hot garbage. Whoa. Tom Savage is hotter garbage. They're effing terrible. Brian Fitzpatrick's the best quarterback that team's had since Matt Schaub. That's that's saying nothing. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing to me in life too, where we do this all the time. We have this person who performs at an elite level, Brady or Rogers, for example, and then they have one one mediocre game, not even bad game, a mediocre game, and we question their abilities and we question what they have left in the tank. Meanwhile, you have some just scrub quarterback. I mean, Osweiler is like the thirty first ranked quarterback out of thirty two in the league. You know, he puts up mediocre numbers, and we're like, oh, you know, that's great. He He's, you know, he's outperforming. He's doing better. I, it drives me nuts. We see the same thing at work all the time where it's like, you know, one of your best employees just kills it every day. God forbid on that ninth out of tenth day he has one bad day. Maybe he's sick or something, and the boss is just riding his ass. Bill, you can speak to this personally. 
But it's, it just blows my mind. And then you have the slacker over in the corner who doesn't do jack, and it's okay. He just skates on by. Like, it's so frustrating. Yes, my old boss at Olympia was an absolutely atrocious human being. And uh, for all the pain and suffering that that job gives her, I hope it gives her uh, even more. And uh, she gets so stressed out that she leaves her family. Uh, by the way, we are looking for sponsors. So Olympia Sports, if you're interested, you can hit him up at Kegel13 at iCloud.com. I never said that she worked at Olympia. Oh, touche. Um, and I also didn't say her name, thankfully. Uh, so <clears throat> that being said, uh, not really much to go over here. I mean, this is going to be a significant just uh, ass whipping. So what do you have? For I tell you what I am excited for. I don't know how this happened in her life. I love her to death, but the mill is a Patriots fan. Yes, I know. I can hear you all at home groaning. Trust. I've somehow made peace with it, but we are going to watch that game Saturday night. I'm going to buy her and the fiance a few bottles of wine. I'm going to let them drink to their heart's consent. And I'm just going to live tweet it out. And we're just going to see where it goes. I guarantee you it takes a dark, hard left turn. But if you're on Twitter, follow me at TonyQs44 at Under the Hoodies. I guarantee you it will be entertaining. What do you got for a score for this game? Um, should I should I put it in the hundreds? Or, I mean, are we looking at like a basketball score? I mean, oh God, it's going to be bad. Do you just uh, want to predict the quarter that Jacoby Brissett plays? Well, I'll say early fourth quarter for Brissett, but... Um, they're going to get up big early. I think, God, I think the Pats will be up like 28-7 to 7 at halftime. You know, at some point with every team, they take their foot on the gas. It's just natural. Like, you can only beat a team in a submission so badly. But I'm going to go nuts. I'm going to say I'm gonna say Patriots 41, Texans 10. Oh, God. I thought I was being rude. Yeah, I think it will be that bad. And it's only going to stop at 41 because, like I said, they put in Brissett and they just take their foot off the gas and coast. Do you think he just? Do you think Belichick keeps Brady in there and they go for it on like fourth and seven uh, inside their own ten, like they did, uh, like they did that in the 2007 year where uh, they were? Go- I remember it was against the Redskins and people were questioning them. And Belichick was just just going ham that year. And uh, yeah. I what I remember he did that against the Bills one year too, where he left Brady in and he just like torched him for five touchdowns. Yeah, it was like two years ago the Bills are going to... But I don't see why they would. I know Brady's on the revenge tour, but like, what what have the Texans done to you? You already you already kicked the crap out of them early in the year. What was it, 26 to nothing with your third-string quarterback? 28 nothing. Yeah, and uh, yeah. what they did is uh, Bill O'Brien uh, is their head coach, and Bill Belichick wants to prove that uh, Bill Belichick is the reason the Patriots are good, not any of these other Romeo Cornells and... Charlie Weiss's and Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia and all these guys are all Belichick yeah. disciples. I actually think the only legitimate coach to come out of there as a head coach, I think will be Josh McDaniels. Um, there's the rule of two, which I think is, uh, I think it's something along the lines of like a head coach will fail his first time, but his second stint is where he's successful. He's really a good head coach. Belichick with the Browns, the Mike Shanahan with the Raiders. Um, Pete Carell with the Seahawks. Pete, uh, yeah, well, he was with the with the Patriots. Yeah, and um, I think with the Jets. But um, oh yeah, but yeah, I think I think the same is going to be said for McDaniel's. I think McDaniel's is inevitably going to take the San Francisco job. I think he's going to draft Deshaun Watson, and I think that they are going to uh, at least be the pair uh, to to sort of maybe hopefully get San Francisco out of whatever purgatory that they're in. The John Harbaugh yeah. curse. By the way, did you see the? 
I just go ahead. Do you see? Oh, do you see Jot? I was gonna go say. I hope they give him time because that's a long, deep hole to dig out of in San Fran. John Harbaugh, or excuse me, Jim Harbaugh dug out of it in about fourteen days or so. So um, I will say though that I think. Um, <clears throat> Oh, no, no, no. I remember what I was going to say. Sorry. Uh, John, or Jesus, I keep doing this. I got into an argument with my buddy Sean about uh, John Harbaugh being very, very overrated. But that's a that's another discussion for another day. So, Jim Harbaugh, did you see he had a seventh kid today? He has seven kids? No. Yeah. I didn't know he was pulling a Philip Rivers. Yeah, he has seven kids. Baby boy. Yep. Dear God, man. I just, I don't know how, why? Why would you want to do it? That's just too many. One kid annoys the hell out of me. The only great kid I know is yours. All the other ones I want to punch in the face. And, yes, I will punch a baby in the face. Hey, man, shouldn't be looking at you that way. So, all right, anyway, moving on. Uh, all right, Pittsburgh at Kansas City. Now, I hesitate to give you a weather report for this game because the <laughs> Kansas City is very bizarre. All right, they're a lot like Buffalo. They're in the, they're in the Midwest. Or excuse me, they're in the, yeah, the Midwest, right? No, they're in the Plains? Midwest? Yes. Whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't know why is it called? They're in the Midwest. No, no, no. Hold on, though. I have a problem with it. Oh See, God. I have a problem with terms like that. It's not the Rockies. It's the Midwest. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is, is I have a problem. They're in Missouri. I have a problem with the term Midwest. You're describing two oh separate locations as one. Why? Well, we call it the Midwest because everything's East Coast biased. So to us, that is the Midwest. But everywhere calls if it the Midwest. The East Coast. It's like calling the Middle it's East just... the Middle East. Why don't you just call we it give the Middle? We term. East Coast, West Coast, the Rockies, and the Midwest. That's just how it is. Why don't we just call them the Plains? Which is an island to itself. The pl- well, no, that's more up north. I'm pretty sure Missouri has more uh, hills and mountains than like uh, North and South Dakota. I've, I don't know. I don't know geography. I've... I've I've never been that. I've never been that way for some reason. So, <clears throat> anyway, I've never been west of the Mississippi. No, so, me, no, me either. I think the closest I got was uh, West Kentucky. Um, There's got to be some fans, hopefully listening, like California, maybe some Raider Nation fans that are just like shaking their heads at us right I now. I don't care about those idiots. So, <laughs> wow. What? What are they going to come to Buffalo? That's at Bill K Eagle. Oh yeah, please. I need more followers. The 140 people I follow or follow me are pretty bored. With my uh, Twitter, step up your Twitter game, buddy. I have a child racer, and I have Giants. I have That's Giants true. film to break down and uh, drop useful knowledge. Uh, so... That should take you all of five minutes. <laughs> it's just me watching Ben McAdoo's stupid hair blow in the wind. Um, <laughs> so, okay, the weather on Sunday for Kansas City will be thirty-five. Looks like some snow. That's going to be a fun game, though. Um, <clears throat> Oh, that's going to be an awesome game. And I'm not worried about the weather because they're both cold weather teams. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Kansas City's got a great defense. The Pittsburgh offense knows how to play in snow. Like it's going to be an awesome game, though. I'm really pumped about this. This is the game I'm most looking forward to. Not, I, I, I know a lot of people would say Green Bay at Dallas, but this Pittsburgh Kansas City is exactly what I want out of two football teams. They're so evenly matched on both ends of the ball. All right, so I'm looking at this this chart here. And it has, you know, points per game, opponents points per game, and the 24th, 25th, whatever. I'm just looking at numbers. These numbers are so eerily similar, um, def- or offense versus defense and defense versus offense for both teams. It's actually kind of astounding. So points per game for Pittsburgh, 10th in the league. Opponents points per game for Kansas, 7th in the league. Points per game for Kansas City, 13th in the league. Opponents points per game for Pittsburgh, 9th in the league. 
All their stats are like this. To me, this is the most even game. Kansas City, as of right now, are one-and-a-half-point favorites, and that's with the, the, the curve for the home field advantage because Kansas City has one of the best home field advantages in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, by sure. It's one of the few real big ones remaining, them in Seattle. Right. I mean, that place is a nightmare for visiting teams Imagine if Buffalo actually won games, how good their home field would be, but nobody ever brings it up because they don't do anything with it. But the Bills fans, man, I, I, I hate reverting back to them, but I've been to so many Bills games where that stadium is literally shaking. All right? It's shaking. Yeah. It's so I've said it before, man. If they somehow – I mean, it's going to take Tom Brady retiring, but they'd have to win the division to get a home playoff game. I, I fear for Orchard Park. It will become a scene out of the purge. It's just going to be anarchy in the streets. You think you think the Bills can, can destroy tables and butt funnel during a regular season game against San Francisco or Miami? Put them in the playoffs. Dear God, sir, you're going to have to bring out the National Guard. The president's going to have to declare a state of emergency in Orchard Park, New York. It will be madness. Did you see that uh, Colin Kaepernick said he got it the worst in Buffalo, out of all the away places he went, where the booze and everything else were, and, the and how worse was in Buffalo? How is he surprised? It's Buffalo; they're gonna roast you. Well deserved. But again, another topic for another day. I got booed walking around in Buffalo and lived there for two years for wearing a Cowboys hat, just by like random people. Like grandparents booed me. Like, are you kidding me? Of course, Kaepernick, you're gonna get the worst reaction there. What'd you expect? I heard a Bills fan tell a Saints fan when I went to uh, a Bills Saints game. Uh, 2010 um to go drown and uh and that oh jeez oh, yeah it was pretty brutal a katrina joke that's coming on strong a little harsh so yeah, yeah too so harsh so anyway pittsburgh and kansas city the line is one and a half um i mean there's just there's a lot to love about this game this is this is the kind of football i absolutely love I have this game. I have Pittsburgh winning by three, 24-21. Pittsburgh obliterated Kansas City in the regular season. I want to say they beat them like 43-14 to or something like that. And then Kansas City went on their bye and then ripped off a bunch of wins. Andy Reid is like 18-2 after a bye week. Isn't that nuts, by the way? Um, but, yeah. but, yeah. He's ridiculous at stringing together those wins. Well, this is another reason. I, I, I'm, I'm, not this, I'm not that confident in this score because – Andy Reid just had a bye week. Andy Reid does not lose after byes. Um, but I, I think Pittsburgh's hot. Uh, I think that they have the X factor in Le'Veon Bell. But then again, man, as I'm thinking about it, there's there's that Tyreek Hill. It, it, it just yeah. I was gonna I was gonna counter with that. That's the Kansas City right. X factor. That kid is just phenomenal. This game is this game is gonna be tough to call, man. It really is. But as of right now, I'm gonna stick by my 24 to 21 Kansas or excuse me Pittsburgh winning by three. Um, what do you have? Uh, I'm going to go close, but the opposite direction. I'm going to, I'm going to take Kansas city 27 Pittsburgh 24. And I think, I really think this could be the game of the weekend. I'm trying to say that as an unbiased Cowboys fan, because obviously I'm going to be completely engorged in the next game, but I'm really excited for this one beforehand. This is going to be an awesome game. I, I just can't see this one disappointing. Like you said, they're so evenly matched. You got the Pittsburgh juggernaut offense versus the Kansas City juggernaut defense. Just I, I want to see strength versus strength. I want to see who's better. Yeah, me too. So uh, speaking of engorged, uh, I think your rage is about to be engorged <laughs> because of my Cowboys. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna spill the beans now. Um, so for the score of this oh, game, I have go. Green Bay 42, Dallas 28. I am so excited for this. I'm I'm 
You can kiss my ass. How about that? You have got to be out of your goddamn mind if you think that's going to be the final score of this game. You are drinking some some Wisconsin cheesehead Kool-Aid if you really think they're going to beat the Cowboys by two touchdowns. What? I wish, I wish I was in Buffalo. I would smack you in the gap tooth so hard right now. I'm getting the gap tooth fixed. Ah! Um, so Dallas, as of right now, is four, ah! and a half, four and a half point favorites. I got to walk away. You've got to be kidding me. Two touchdowns? Ah! God damn. Now I woke the dogs. Great. Thanks, Bill. Dallas is four and a half point favorites. Um... I think this line is uh, is definitely wrong. I really think that it should be Green Bay by 13 and a half. Um, that... Hey, lay, lay down. I know Dan <laughs> you. You can blame your Uncle Billy. Even your dog's upset about my pick for the score. What's your? Just tell me your score real quick, and then we're going to go over some numbers. Uh... I'm still enraged by what you just said, but, oh, uh, God, I am going to go. Oh, uh, God, now you want me to go so crazy the other way. I feel like you're trying to, like, Jedi mind trick me. You want me to just, like, take the Cowboys, like, by, like, three touchdowns just to prove how big of a fan I am. But I, I'm going to try to keep it conservative and smart. I'm going to go Dallas 34, Green Bay 28. I hate you, Bill. Yeah, um, I would too. So, um, I, I just don't. I oh my god, I don't understand how you think it's gonna be that bad. You know the thing I will say about Dallas though, Green Bay's defense statistically not very good. Right, they're in the they're no. in the bottom half of every single major defensive statistical category. And Dallas's uh, offense is in the top ten of every major statistical category. Um, Green Bay's offense, outside of fourth down conversion percentage, but I don't think that's really going to be a major factor. They don't rank anything higher, or excuse me, less than ninth in the league. So they're they're three in points per game, seventh in yards per game, points per game. They're second. Dallas, though, I will say this: this is an impressive number. I did not know until I started doing a little bit of research for this game. Dallas is fifth in the league in opponents' points per game. That's really impressive, 19.1. I don't think it's really going to matter here when, you know, Green Bay puts up uh, – Oh, clearly by your prediction. By, by, well, thanks for the backhanded compliment after the fact. The six touchdowns. Um, but, yeah, I, I just I just think this Green Bay team is hot, man. This Green Bay team reminds me so much of the 2010 Green Bay team that I think that this is – this is just going to be a lopsided win. And I'm not trying to be a dick. I honestly feel this way. I really think Green Bay is going to go into Dallas. Really? Because you really look like a dick right now. You're perfectly shaped like a penis. The way your head's looking right now on Skype. That's extremely rude. Um, it's not nice to say. You should put a condom on the head of yours. Practice. Okay, steps. anything else we want to say about this game before uh, we start talking about something yeah, else? I- no, I want to say I want to say plenty. You know why I think Dallas will beat Green Bay because they have the perfect model to beat Green Bay. What team in the NFL leads the league in time of possession? That's Dallas with that monster offensive line. The best way to beat elite quarterbacks like Brady, like Rodgers, keep them off the field. No team is better at doing that 
than the Dallas Cowboys. Get a nice six, seven, eight-minute drive, eat up the clock, let Rodgers stand over on the sidelines in his cute little Green Bay Packers winter knit hat, let him stew while Dallas drives it down the field and punches it in for a touchdown. That is how you beat the Green Bay Packers. Match them score for score, get a turnover somewhere, or get, you know, God forbid the Dallas defensive line has been much improved, especially with Irving. Get a sack, get a turnover somewhere, flip the possessions. You just got to match them score for score, and the Cowboys can do that. Keep Rodgers off the field, play smart, don't turn the ball over. The Cowboys are designed to beat the Green Bay Packers. We'll see. So, well, oh, God, God, dude, the the Cowboys, I'm not even being a homer at this point. Look at it logically. The Cowboys are better at every single position except for quarterback. Running back, Ezekiel Elliott, no match. The wide receivers, Dez, Cole Beasley. Uh, you can even throw in, um, oh, God, Bryce Butler, uh, Terrence Williams. Much, much better than the Green Bay Corps, especially considering they won't have Jordy Nelson for this game, unless by some miracle his two broken ribs heal. The offensive line is better. The tight end is better with Jason Witten. The defensive line for Dallas is better. The linebackers are Sean Lee. The The secondary for Dallas is better. We're getting Morris Claiborne back. I, the only position Green Bay is better at is Aaron Rodgers, and I think Dak Prescott is a good enough quarterback with all the pieces around him that they – that he can match up with Rodgers. He won't be better than Rodgers. Rodgers is going to get his points. He's going to get his yards. He's going to get his touchdowns. But they have enough weapons and enough of a defense to limit Green Bay and to, to close out this victory. I, oh, God. I. What do you say, Bill? I think those are all interesting, point, interesting points. Excuse me. Um, but when you take a guy that's as talented and as dynamic as Randall Cobb and you put him on the field, and just move him around. Oh, oh, oh. The guy last week that you said hasn't been good in two years. Now you're going to sing his praise. I would just, I would you, just. You hopped aboard that cheese, cheese head bandwagon so quick. Your giant's pride is fleeting. I, what did you go out and, and buy a cheese head or something? Why don't you put it on that big ass dome of yours right now? Um, no, I was doing that to troll you. Uh, but. Clearly. But uh, I will tell you my favorites to play in the Super Bowl this year, and I know the uh, the NFL would hate me for this, but uh, but uh, I really would love to see a Green Bay Kansas City Super Bowl. I mean, the NFL wants nothing more than a Dallas New England Super Bowl, but uh, I would a, oh a Green Bay Kansas City Super Bowl would be phenomenal. If they get a Dallas New England Super Bowl, that will shatter every record oh, for that game. God, no doubt, will be through it'll through. it'll it'll. It'll destroy everything that's ever been on television uh, with without Trump on it in the history of television. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Uh, well, that – do you have anything else to add to these games before we put a bow on it and I start talking about something that I really want to get off my chest? Uh, no, I, I think I have enough of my boiling rage out of my system okay. for now. I'm sure I'm going to call you later and yell at you. Maybe, maybe do you a favor and wake up the baby. I don't know. Cause yeah, you're so under my skin right now. It's ridiculous. So what I really wanted to talk about today, uh, after, after football. So we're done with, we're done with the playoffs. So we have everything we wanted to say about the playoffs. I wonder when that's going to get old, but Okay. Never. Uh, 
damn it. Um, all right, so what I really wanted to talk about today, and I, I just I really wanted to get this football stuff just out of the way so we could start talking about like what I really wanted to get into, and that's why. Wow. Yeah, and that's <laughs> for those of you turning tuning into sports. Sorry, Bill's got to get something. I off really his do. Chest. This is really important to me, and um, so this is something you sort of picked at me about earlier today, and I don't understand. I have a huge major. Just and this isn't a bit, by the way. This is this is a hundred percent true. I have a huge, oh I have a go. huge crush on Lisa Loeb, massive crush on Lisa Loeb. I was listening to no go go ahead. I, I was listening nothing. to her music today. Stay is such a beautiful song about a breakup. It's just something. Tony, <laughs> I don't like the fact that you're looking at me like this. Dude, I don't know what to say, man. I just. We're, I guess we're two completely different people, man. Like, we do the same job. We're out there delivering, slinging stuff on our shoulders. And I guess I wouldn't pick Lisa Loeb as my psych-up music to get the day done. But I guess whatever helps you achieve your chi or your center, I guess, is good for you. You know what sucks is that I actually didn't hear any of that, um, you know, a little peek behind the curtain here again. But your Skype went out, so I didn't hear any of that. So I look forward to listening to our podcast under the hoodies which you can find on blog talk radio itunes all platforms that you can get podcasts on under the back sports page channel uh look for under the hoodies basically i said there isn't a drop of testosterone left in your body again you can find this and more at backsportspage.com and find us under the backsports page banner on itunes be sure to leave us a review and um be sure to tweet both of us i'm Bill K. Eagle on Twitter. That's Tony Q's 44 on Twitter at under the hoodies on Twitter. You can find everything you need there. All things under the hoodies. Um, My love of Lisa Loeb was addressed today. That's fine. Uh, What else was I going to say? Oh, oh, you know what? We're going to do this after the season, but I have a lot. I have a whole list of things that are very feminine that I, I really enjoy. And I have a lot of things that are super masculine that I really enjoy. So I'm going to try to make a list of all of these things and, and just sort of bring it to the show. We're going to do a show where we don't talk about sports one of these uh, after the season. Probably immediately after the Super Bowl. Maybe like that second. Maybe like after the Super Bowl we do a show about the Super Bowl. But then after that we just do one where it's just you and I. And um, But I got, I got some things. So I'll give you a quick preview. Love, love actually. Right? I love Lisa Loeb. I have a, again... The crush on her isn't it's 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 massive, um, and you know I, I just I don't know. I'm like the thing in your shorts. I don't know why we needed to take it there. I I don't understand, but uh, there's just other things, man. I wanted to talk about like love. Actually, is just a great, beautiful movie about love and connection. And I just don't understand. Mind you, by the way, this isn't a bit. We've had this conversation on the phone before. Before I, I want to say before. I think we're doing the show, but you watched you watched Love Actually. You enjoyed it. You also watched This Is Us or whatever that show on NBC where it's just the preview is just Mandy Moore crying and hugging some other white dude. I don't know what's going on in that piece of dumb Listen, show. I watched it while I was on in the background and I was trying to get us more Twitter followers. I mean, people online see that. I'm just ridiculous about getting this show out and promoting it on Twitter. So 
it was my excuse to be able to do that and spend time with the uh, the fiance in the mill. Tony does not have to go to the gym to do shoulders because he just did a lot of them pat himself on the back there. So uh, congratulations. Way to do your job, Bill Belichick. Anyway, so we are... Uh, so yeah, anyway, we're going to do a show. Just I want to talk about movies. I want to talk about the things that I'm passionate about. And, and those were those are just a couple of the things that Tony wanted to give me crap about today that I thought I'd just get out in front of. Um, again, I, I, I don't want to keep saying it because it sounds like we're trying to do a bit here, but uh, but it, it's it's really not. Like I, I just don't understand why a guy can't just like things just because he likes them. Or, you know, I'm not one of these people that are, you know, oh, I'm supposed to like this because of this. Like, I don't like watching war movies. I don't like watching military movies, especially current military movies about the current war. I, I can't watch them. I don't know why. It's not because I had some kind of crazy PTSD. I think it's really the continuity that really that bothers me. I mean, Tony, what's a good current war movie that you saw that you thought was phenomenal? Uh, people uh, liked American Sniper a lot with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I was going to say... That was a really good one. Um, I can't think of movies right now, but I love miniseries. I love World War II type stuff. So Band of Brothers. I meant about the current great. war. I know there's that. Uh, yeah. Oh no no no! The, I can watch World War II stuff. That actually doesn't bother me at all. Um, I mean, say yeah, the Hurt Locker. That's was really one. good. See, there was I was all right, when I was when I was deployed. I I was on Camp Victory, and I don't know if this was in a movie or not, but it could be one of those scenes that were just shot for the preview. But there's a part in that movie where he's like, you know why they call it Camp Victory? And then he gives some, like, just stupid fake military response to why they call it Camp Victory. I, I will tell you that Camp Victory, not exactly the most dangerous place in uh, the middle of 2008 to be as far as a active duty deployed soldier. It really wasn't, it really wasn't that bad. Uh, and, and that's only if you're comparing. All right, say, so, I mean, it's it just. I don't know. Say like that is Brock Osweiler, right? We'll say we'll say Camp Victory is Brock Osweiler. It, Camp Victory in the middle of 2008 is Brock Osweiler, and 2005 Fallujah is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's really the best analogy I can give you as far as uh, you know somebody you're something you're afraid of. So opposing defense is being afraid of Brock Osweiler compared to uh, being afraid of Aaron Rodgers. That's the difference between Camp Victory and like Fallujah in 05 or Secret in 05 and all these other places. So I don't know. I I, I just think it's a little. I, Anyway, current military movies really bug me, and um, you know, you know what I realized by the way, I'm talking about my passion uh, outside of sports, which is movies, and I never let you talk about your passion, which is wrestling. And uh, yeah, thanks for that. I can't even begin to tell you how distracted I'm getting by your whatever the hell you're doing over there. So I just minimize your Skype. I can't even look at you. Um. But anyway, let me know when you're done over there doing whatever you're doing. Okay, I'm good. that's Go all I'm going to say. I'm having a rough time with the dogs tonight. It's For those that don't know, we're, we've got uh, basically our apartment where we live in the side of the house is completely ripped to shreds. They took the wall off, the roof off. So we're all crammed in the living room. I'm trying to do this in the kitchen while making sure four dogs don't escape. Hey, Mill. Tony, go ahead and edit all this out, by the way. I'll try my best. The mill. No, right I here. just thought. Yeah, this is. Hey, hey Mill. I'm not allowed <laughs> to say your name on the show, so I say hi, Mill. Just getting back from the farm. The barn there. Pretty it's insane how much how much you look like <laughs> your right. how much your daughter looks like you. 
Yeah, the end of the show is going off the rails. Yeah, we can quickly. edit all this. Tony, I trust you. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, because I wasn't going to be up till 1 in the morning editing it as it was. Let's put me up till 3. You don't have to do it today. It's fine. Um, all right. So yeah. we both know that's it's going to happen. I will just stay up. Okay, how about that? I'm pretty oh, tired, man. I just got off vacation and it's my first day back from work. It was very difficult for me. Yeah, it's a tough life there, Mexico. Oh, uh, by the way, too, I know this will make you uncomfortable, but uh, Bill, thank you for your service. Don't ever, ever, ever do that again. I hate when people say that. I literally did nothing. Like, there's guys that kick in doors. I know you there's... do. <laughs> You're the bravest guy I've ever yeah. known, Bill Keegan. There's guys that kick in doors and shoot people and are... Uh definitely afraid of ieds and there's me who ran out of a gentle toner cartridge in the copy machine in the uh in the very air-conditioned office that i was working in it's tough it's a tough life if for no other reason that you guys listen to under the hoodies podcast and pimp it out to your friends do it because bill kegel served our country valiantly i did fulfill my contractual obligation yes. i did deploy for 15 months i was in a giant sandbox blah 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 Go find somebody that does, did something way more important. There's cops that had a more dangerous freaking deployment than I did. So th- th- it's all whatever. Tony, you're editing. Oh, there's probably cops <laughs> in Detroit or L.A. that like wish to have <laughs> sure. deployment. I would agree with that. Um, but all right. So what else do we want to say? Uh, you know, we could probably just stop it after the uh, after the uh, football stuff stop, uh, was finished. Jesus, I'm having a stroke. No, this is fine. I only got one thing left on the docket, and it's uh, the fact that I won the bet last week. Uh, We bet the Green Bay Packers-New York Giants game. The line was 44-and-a-half. Billy Boy took the under. I took the way over. Uh, I think the final combined score was, what was it, 38-14? to So it was about 52 points. Yeah, 38-13. So it was 51. Won that bet easily. So, Bill, your Netflix movie... I know you might actually enjoy this one because you know a little bit about these guys. It is going to be the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts. Basically, Jake the Snake, anyone who knows wrestling knows. And yes, I am a wrestling nerd, and I'm just going to keep giving these to Bill until he catches up and watches all of them because he's way behind. But Jake the Snake Roberts has had issues throughout his life, throughout his career with drugs and alcohol, and he finally cleaned himself up thanks to the one and only... Billy, you know this guy, Diamond Dallas Page. We very ironically met in while I was deployed. He came over and taught yoga. Um, nice guy, by the way. I'm actually thinking about getting the DDP yoga. I'm really thinking about doing it. it I've heard great results people have from it. It looks phenomenal. And, uh, dude, we all need a little more Diamond Dallas Page in our lives. We all need to feel the bang. This is true. Yoga is a lot more difficult than you think. So, all right. <clears throat> Uh, all right, Tony. Any... I've done it twice, man. It, I never sweat so hard in my life during a workout. It's brutal. Um, all right, Tony. You met it. You have anything else before I let you go? I am good, brother. All right. This is Bill Keel. That's Tony the Nicola. You've been listening to Under the Hoodies, and this is the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm.